Welcome to what is hopefully a quick bonus episode of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. And I've been titling these bonus episodes because they aren't my regular full episodes where we'll have a full blog post with all of the show notes and things linked in them. Today I'm coming to you with a quick, tough love pep talk for shopkeepers. And I'm doing this one because I've been wanting, I've been wanting to say a lot around, I guess, a lot of individual subjects. And I've been seeing a lot of conversations in our groups. I've been seeing other comments and posts or I'm getting messages on Instagram. So I want to come in here and say a few things about some of the things I've been seeing. And I don't know if this is post pandemic or and I know we're not completely past this pandemic. So I shouldn't say that. But because I feel like we're starting to come out of the pandemic, I don't know if this is a trend because of that. It just seems a little bit heavier. Some of the mindset, some of the thinking, some of the reactions to things that are happening in our businesses. So I just want to quickly cover some things that I've been noticing. And in the end, I say tough love because I'm going to be really quick with some of these. And this may sting for some of you. And it's not intended to sting. It's just the way that you're going to take it, which usually means something. So hear me out. And I'm going to get to the end and share um, a little bit more information about why I recorded this quick episode. So some of the things that I'm noticing is... And I did a whole podcast episode on this. I should have looked at the number, but it was also a replay because it's one of my most popular episodes about how we talk to ourselves or how we diminish ourselves. And I don't want I don't want to do that to myself. I've worked on it personally, but don't talk to yourself in a way that if someone else did it, if someone else said these things to you, that you would consider it hurtful or insulting. I don't want you to do that to yourself. So for instance, there was a conversation in the group today with someone who I know well enough that I know I could comment on her post and that she would understand what I was saying and she would take it well. But she was using words like newbie, little, infant and really minimizing herself and her business. And the interesting thing is she's actually working on playing big, but she was still talking small. And I wanted to make sure that I point this out, that you, if you want big things for yourself and your business, which leads to my second point on my little outline here for today's episode, if you want to play big, Go play big and then back it up with the talk. Keep playing big and stop talking small. It's another thing I said today. Keep playing big and stop talking small because I don't want one to take away from the other or for that talking small to slow you down. If you really want to play big, girl, go get it. The next one is boundaries boundaries. I want you to consider boundaries your new besties, (laughs) your new best friends in life and business. I want you to love them. I want you to embrace them. I want you to thank them, snuggle them, whatever it is that you need to do. Because it's this, it's, it's setting boundaries, especially with loved ones. I want to note this, especially with loved ones. This will be some of the hardest work you may do. And 
It is also time consuming. It involves a lot of repetition because when you're setting boundaries with people, they're kind of used to getting what they want, right? It could be customers. It could be loved ones. It could be partners. It could be spouses. It could be children. They, at this point, when you have to start to set boundaries, oftentimes are used to getting or seeing the same result from you. And now you're starting to break that. This takes time. And it is hard work. It's some of the hardest work that I've had to do personally. So I just want to make sure that you understand boundaries are good. Boundaries are meant to help you. They don't hurt other people. Although the other people might feel that it's hurtful, you are not doing it to hurt other people. You're doing it to help yourself. And there is nothing wrong with that. The next point that I want to make is please, so many of you, I want you to stop leaning on other people to make your dreams, visions, and projects happen, or other businesses, or other business owners. You, all of you, I see so many of you, especially in my groups, you have the skills, you have the ability, you have the talent to do things yourself. This one has come up a lot in group memberships. I've been seeing it in collaborations, in business partnerships, in so many ways where you think, it's your thinking that's telling you, you can't do something on your own. You are more than capable. Look at the business that you built. You can continue to do that on your own. And this doesn't mean that people out there can't partner with others. But what I'm seeing is that the partnerships or these collaborations are coming from a fearful place like you don't or or a lack of confidence. You don't have the confidence to do it yourself. And I want to tell you, you you can do it by yourself. Sometimes this might mean maybe it means to do a little more research. Maybe it means to hire someone to help you. Maybe it means, you know, setting up some type of project management and it may not you know, it may not result in something immediately, which is what we often want, immediate satisfaction, but create a a plan for it. And just lean on yourself, I guess is what I'm saying. You know, oftentimes, when we lean on others, it's coming from the fear that you can't do yourself and fear can be such a thief. Don't let it steal from you. The next point that I want to make is our businesses are that There are businesses. We make the decisions. Stop handing over the power to other people. I'm going to leave that one short and sweet. Stop handing over the power in your business to other people. It's your business. Next one is, it's okay to feel your feelings and don't apologize for them. Not all humans are made up the same way. I'm made up very differently from my husband. I process things very differently from him. If you feel you need a moment to cry, go cry. Please go cry. If you need a moment to be angry, go be angry. Just don't hurt anyone. (laughs) If you need a moment to breathe and meditate, go meditate. Go process some of the feelings that you're experiencing. 
it's okay. And I think sometimes we like hold on to it. We don't want to let it go. We feel bad about it. We feel guilty about it. We feel shame around it. And I want you to, I want to tell you that it's okay to feel those emotions. And it's really important to process the emotions. And when you hold on to them and you don't release them, you're not processing them. The next point that I want to make is if you're in burnout, like really heavy, bad burnout, and you can take a break, by all means, go do that and be confident about it. And if you think you can't take a break, if all of the thoughts coming out in your head is like, I can't do that, I can't take a break, I can't trust my team, or I can't close the store, and I, most of you know at this point, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, closing our stores, I'll say recklessly, Um, I am a firm believer in sticking to our hours. But at the same time, life happens, things happen. And we don't always anticipate burnout, sometimes smacks us in the face, we don't realize that we're, we're there. And I think what's really important is your health and your happiness. So I want you to really take a look at if you can take a break, what what could that break look like? Does it mean, you know, having your team support you during that time? Maybe it does mean closing. Maybe it means something else. But if you're in that space, I want you to consider what can you do to give yourself a break? Give yourself and gift yourself the time and space so that you can rejuvenate. The next thing that I want to talk about is indecision. Indecision is a decision. You're deciding not to decide. So stop telling yourself you don't know. I hear that a lot. I don't know what to do. I say it a lot. Actually, I'm going to call myself out. I often, I don't, I won't say I often say it, but I do say it on occasion and I have to catch myself like, "Mm, Kathy, that's not true. You can make a decision, you're just choosing not to make a decision, or you're telling yourself that you can't make the decision. What do you need to do to get out of that indecision, I guess is the question. Do you need to research things? Do you need to crunch some numbers? Do you need to have a conversation or two? Do you need to take something that is maybe really overwhelming and break it down into smaller steps so that you can make a decision? But go do what you need to do and decide. Next one is one or two months, even a quarter, does not define a retail business. I've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. So for example, if you're down this year, down in revenue, down a certain percentage, that doesn't define you or your business. Not all businesses consistently show revenue increases. I promise that. That's not always the case. And if you are down, it doesn't mean you aren't successful or that good times aren't ahead. And on this note, I want to make sure that you listen. If this is the case for you, I want, I want to make sure that you listen to next week's episode because you're, you're going to find it helpful. And I'm going to talk about something in a, in a way that most people don't talk about, especially in retail. So again, one or two months, even a quarter, and sometimes even a full year doesn't define your retail business. I always tell people, you want to look at the whole entire year. And even then, if someone's struggling in a year, it doesn't mean that they can't rebound or become even more successful in the following years. 
So per, I know I just went through all of those really quickly. Personally, I know firsthand that retail may not always feel easy. If you could have seen all of the thoughts that came into my brain since January when I thought or suspected that we might be able to expand at my own store, the store I co-own with my sister, you know, some of the thoughts particularly around the expansion itself, the labor that would follow, although we didn't do the build out, we we're still labor involved in, in those 10 days that I worked to open in budgeting and finances and all that stuff. If you could have seen my brain, it was on fire and I constantly had to change my thinking. I had to swat away the negative thoughts and bring in the positive thinking. If you saw all of that in my brain, you would know that I'm empathetic to everything that I just talked about. So I listen to Brooke Castillo's podcast and she often says life is 50-50 meaning 50% is good and 50% is not good or not so good. And for years, I listened and I, I that statement always left me feeling perplexed. Like, what do you mean it's 50-50? 50% not good is, that's a little disturbing, right? But that statement actually doesn't bother me anymore. And you want to know why? It's because my thinking handles the 50% not so good stuff, it handles it way better than it used to. I can acknowledge that my retail business and my life in general isn't always going to be roses and unicorns. Is that? I think that's the expression. (laughs) I've joked around about this in the past. I'm really bad with expressions. But it's not always going to be happy and cheerful and fantastic and wonderful, right? There was a time when my thinking and my emotions were really dramatic about the lows in my businesses or about the thinking around my business or my potential as an entrepreneur or what I considered the lows. And it's so interesting because now I just see them as part of the journey. I don't have to vent about them. I don't have to cry about them. Now, don't get me wrong. I just said if you want to cry, cry. But I just don't feel like I have to go there. The emotional reaction doesn't take me there most time. Actually, really anymore, it doesn't. I don't have to cry alone and I don't have to cry to someone else. I don't have to drive my loved ones crazy with some of my cyclical program thinking that I just wasn't willing to let go. I don't even have to get mad or frustrated I don't have to be afraid and I don't have to think about what others think. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't come into my equation anymore. Or I work really hard at not allowing it to come into my equation anymore. And I'm not saying that my thinking is perfect. It's not. I still work on it all the time. But the nice thing is, is I can simply accept the not so good stuff. I can process it if I need to. And the one thing I know for sure I can do and I'm pretty good at is I can pivot and change. I can figure out what direction should I try? Which way should I go? What should I put some effort into? What might work in my businesses? Try it and if it fails, it's okay. It does not, again, failure isn't going to define me. If, if anything, it actually helps me because then I can figure out, okay, that didn't work. 
that product line didn't sell or this service I offered through Savvy Shopkeeper didn't work and no one signed up for it. All right, what am I going to try? How can I offer something else that can be helpful? And then I just move on. And this is so liberating. And I want this for so many of you too. So that's my episode for today. Kind of short and sweet, or maybe not so sweet, but I promise you it's filled with a lot of love, even if it feels like tough love. Until the next episode, be savvy and boss up.